What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. What's up, Combat Crew? This is Matt from Moral Combat, and you're listening to Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars, everybody. I'm part of the dynamic duo. My name is Gomez, and I have my partner in crime, Brian Colburn, with our special guest, Lance Levine, author of All the Right Notes and the host of the Record Store Podcast. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Doing awesome. Thank you. Welcome back, man. It's great to have you back again. It was so much fun doing the Fleetwood Mac show, even though I got my ass handed to me, but still, (laughs) it's fun to come back to get a, a, a chance at retribution. As the other person that got his ass handed to him, I could tell you, (laughs) (laughs) we are both gunning for Gomez tonight in this battle of who has the most heart. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Oh my God. That's even worse than the other one. Oh, dude, I like to try to up the ante every episode with the, with the worst the dad jokes. Oh, God, yeah, I have to. We just to. lost 10 playlist listeners. That's an insult to dads, I got to say. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, well, I have been told that you either love them or hate them, but the people said try to make them worse, so I'm working on it. I am going to go on Twitter tonight and say, do you want to hear bad dad jokes? Yes or no? I'll but vote a thousand you, times. You cannot either love or hate Heart because there ain't no way anybody is hating on Heart because this is one of the greatest bands of all time. True. Amen to that. Yeah. Now, Lance, why don't you start by telling us why you're excited to talk about Heart besides the fact that they're one of the best female rock bands of all time? So one of my things that, you know, when I was starting to put together my notes for this is I realized I have this like un- completely unintentional obsession with bands that are fronted by women. So obviously we have already done Fleetwood Mac. Uh, We're doing Heart and The Pretenders is another band. So I started rattling off the really quick list. I've got Divinals, Missing Persons, Berlin, Garbage, Cranberries, Quarter Flash, and The Motels. These are all bands that I've loved over the years. And so easily three of my probably top 10 bands, Fleetwood Mac, Heart, Pretenders. So there's just some weird thing about it where I love the energy of a female front person in front of dudes playing in the band. So that's one thing. Um, And then I've teased this on Twitter the other day. Ann Wilson is in my Mount Rushmore of rock vocalists. And I teased that I was going to reveal the other three. So it's Getty Lee, Roger Daltrey, and Robin Zander are my other three. So Ann Wilson, by far, one of the greatest vocalists of all time. So those are my my reasons, dude. Oh, we're going to talk about a lot more reasons over the next hour, I'm sure. But before we get down to business... If the listeners out there would like to support the show and become a Patreon member, head over to patreon.com slash playlist wars and select a tier that works best for you. We appreciate that support. Now, as always tonight, our format, it's real simple tonight. We're talking about the legendary heart and we've each created a playlist with our top 10 favorite tracks, none of which have been shared between the three of us prior till now. Throughout the episode, we'll each reveal our track ones through track tens one by one and craft what we each feel is the perfect heart playlist. 
After the episode, we turn it over to the Playlister family to vote at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com to decide once and for all which one of us got it right. Also at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, you can listen to each one of our playlists just in case you want to quote-unquote hear where we're coming from with our choices. Later on in the show, we'll each get to choose our one honorable mention song of the night, which has to be a song that someone else picks. And now, all eyes, or ears in this instance, turn to Lance, who will say hello with his track one. Oh my God, the dad jokes just continue. So, And I thought we agreed that they're going to be called the playlisteners, or I suggested nope. that. but The votes came in as playlisters. <laughs> playlisters, so. okay. All right, so we're starting out at number one. I am not going too radical with this one, so my number one top track for Heart is Crazy on You. Acoustic, almost Spanish guitar open for it before it just totally takes off. I think the riff is absolutely iconic from Dreamboat Annie, which I cannot put Dreamboat Annie on my list of the best debut albums of all time because they have Dreamboat Annie on there like three times in different versions, which just is a waste. Um, Nancy says Crazy on You was inspired by the Moody Blues question, which I never heard that before, but I can hear it when I was listening to it. I could hear a question a little bit in Crazy on You. Uh, hits number 35 on the charts was released multiple times. So I don't know. It probably ended up at a different number than that. And says it's about forgetting about the Vietnam war and other social ills with a night of crazy sex. So I thought that was a great line too. Just for me, crazy on you, a hard rocking masterpiece. My easy number one with heart. Great pick. Uh, also love it. Cause it was in one of my favorite movies, Harold and Kamar go to white castle. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Got to, I got to put in my movie references on that one. Now I'm craving a White Castle. Maybe I'm, I should leave and take this portable. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, you know, I might do this show on the road. Take my laptop and the microphone with me here. Let's just record tomorrow instead. I got to go to White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's an excellent pick, Lance. Um, nothing bad to say about it, but did not make my list. Wow. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. Yeah, well, oh, Lance is chiming in with the dad jokes <laughs> now. I love it, dude. I broke somebody's heart with this one. <laughs> We're not making it through this episode. All right. Well, <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm going to disagree with you, Gomez. Crazy on You is my track eight. I think what Lance basically summed it up perfectly. Silver Wheels, that acoustic intro is yep. just stunning. Yeah. And you kind of don't know what's about to take place next when you're listening to it in the album listen of dreamboat annie and i think where the song goes from there it's just a staple however throughout the years the band has taken that staple and reinvented it many times because if you listen to the version they did on the road alone and you listen to some of their other live versions they strip it down to a ballad and it works well but in this instance, I got to go with the rock and studio track yeah. from Dreamboat Annie. Just like you said, my track eight crazy on you. I want to give a shout out to Patreon playlisters DR Owens 901 and Eric Chale, as well as on Twitter to the watch out horror movie review podcast, Morty the Mortician and Grandpa Beer, who also chimed in with this classic Grandpa Beard. Beer, Grandpa beer, beer, as in like glug glug glug. You're oh, drinking okay. up. <laughs> I thought you said beard, like be. Never mind. Yeah, nope, never beer. mind. Uh, I'm going home. Keep it G-rated. <laughs> well, not before you give us your track one, Gomez. So my track one, I actually went a couple live songs because I truly thought it sounded a lot better. Something about the live song, but I went with Rock and Roll 
live in Atlantic City with Gretchen Wilson. Mm. Wow, both of you guys said that at the same time, which mm. is scary. Mm-hmm. It's a deep cut. I thought it was a kick-ass cut. Both of them, you know, Gretchen Wilson singing with them. It, it was just an incredible, awesome song to hear. And just hearing it rocking, they're rocking it out. Truly awesome song. So for me, track one, rock and roll live in Atlantic City. And representing New Jersey, too, a little bit. I'll say this. I own the Live in Atlantic City Blu-ray slash CD set. It's absolutely fantastic. Some great guests in it. Great concert. There, honestly, is no other person I would rather hear sing Led Zeppelin songs besides Robert Plant Mm -hmm. than Ann Wilson. She just takes Zeppelin songs, and she's done this throughout Hart's career. They, They even have a bonus EP that came with their strange euphoria box set called zeppish where it's just covers of zeppelin songs they have a fascination with led zeppelin it's been intertwined throughout their career and i don't think you can make a heart playlist without talking about that at some point so i'm glad you did that it didn't make my list but we might be discussing some more Mm -hmm. zeppish type stuff later on but i don't know yet we'll see that version of rock and roll, I've actually never heard the Gretchen Wilson one, but I've heard them do rock and roll, roll in other on other albums and stuff. Uh, fantastic cut. And like you said, Brian, we're going to definitely mention Zeppelin throughout this show. Did not make my list, but an excellent song. Her and Gretchen Wilson was just unreal. I just was like blown away by it. Yeah, Gretchen Wilson's a very underrated country singer. Oh, she is. Uh, She had a couple of hits and then she kind of faded away, but she's put out like a great covers album. She could sing. Mm -hmm. Like she could really belt. And she did a great job on this one. So I do love that pick. And the Blu-ray, if you don't own it, you need to grab it. Definitely, it's worth it. I don't don't have Blu-ray anymore. Well, I'm not talking to you. That was to the listeners. That was to the play listeners. I thought he was talking to me. <laughs> I'm going talking on. to everybody. <laughs> talking to nobody, whoever. Brian, how about your number one? Yeah, what's your All number right, one? My track one, I'm going back to 1977's Little Queen. This song reached number 11 on the Billboard Hot 100, and it is a staple of heart. It is definitely a very on-the-nose number one pick, but I don't think that there's a heart playlist without Barracuda on it. It was named the 34th best hard rock song of all time by VH1. And let's be honest, it's one of the most memorable classic hard rock riffs of all time. And N. Wilson's vocals, perfection. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to Beard Al Podcast, Tarina Pinkett, and Mike Mott, who also chimed in with this one. Cover versions. I don't want to admit it, but Fergie did a halfway decent rendition in the movie Shrek the Third, which was also featured on her deluxe edition of The Duchess. And Adrenaline Mob covered the song on their 2013 EP, Coverta. However, none of them, no covers of Heart songs will top Heart songs. So any covers I mentioned tonight are with a little asterisk because Ann Wilson is my favorite female singer of all time. So there is no topping her. My track one, Barracuda. I want to have to probably might disagree with you because Isabella finds someone else a little bit better. Unfortunately, when it comes to covers. Okay. And that's from the Trolls movie, World Tour. (laughs) Rachel Bloom, Barracuda. (laughs) And that's one reason she loves that song. I tried to make her listen to Heart, and she didn't like it very much. She's young. There's still plenty of time. Listen, she went from Crazy Train to Ozzy Osbourne, and she loves Ozzy immediately. What does that tell you? (laughs) 
Uh, you Eclectic need to be tastes. better parents. No. <laughs> hey, you're parenting wrong, Gomez. <laughs> well, you know what? I am not. <laughs> so that being said, I have Barracuda as my number three, and I can't disagree with anything that you said. I will add, though, that the drumming is amazing on this song. This was the Michael DeRozier era of heart as far as the drummers go. Honestly, I ranked this up there with like a Neil Peart as far as the drumming on this song was just amazing too. The other oh, side yeah. story on that song is that it was about Mushroom Records releasing the rumor that Ann and Nancy were incestuous lovers. Yeah, why? Yeah, and so the song was written in response to their anger to that nonsense story. So they disapproved. They just had it out with the record company. And so the line, if the real thing don't do the trick, you better make up something quick, is in reference to that stupid rumor. So I have it as my number three, Love Barracuda. That's actually my number 10. I closed it out. There we go. But I went with Live in AC again with this song listen i love the studio version i love the you know the original track but again hearing the live version of this song was just unreal Mm -hmm. and hearing it live i was just like wow talk about even better Mm -hmm. and it's actually been in some movies uh wag the dog in 97 unfortunately a bad movie charlie's angels in 2000 (laughs) uh Mm -hmm. roller bounce with bow wow uh, in 2005 Identity Theft in 2013. So it has made its round in movies too, but it was also in Sopranos and a show called Chuck and My Name is Earl. And then the aforementioned Shrek the Third and Shrek Trolls. Trolls. So it, it, it has made its rounds in movies and shows. And I think it was also, I'm not a big fan of it, but it also made the Glee show, I guess. Oh, okay. Adam Lambert and uh, Lee, Leah Michelle sang it together for the show. That's interesting. Raking in those royalties on this song. Yeah, right? (laughs) Good for them. So Mushroom Records actually did something good with that stupid incest story because at least we all got a great song out of it. So we can agree on that. Yes. Lance, track two. Track two, staying classic. I am going with Magic Man. Opening with that throbbing bass, the psychedelic guitar. You just know immediately that something special is coming here. As far as I'm concerned, this song epitomizes classic rock. And hard to believe that it is 45 years old. So just amazing that that song stands up. The extended jam in the middle of the song is just absolutely made for the 70s. Again, from Dreamboat Annie. So just such a strong opener for them. I love the synthesizer mixed in. It just makes it even more groovy and ethereal. Uh, Was the second single from Dreamboat Annie after How Deep It Goes went nowhere, basically. This song just established them. So it was their first top 10 hit, hit number nine. And so I'm going with Magic Man as number two. Wow. You know what? I have Magic Man as number three on mine. Mm -hmm. So truly another great song. I love this. Uh, Like you said, the synthesizers, everything about this song works so well. And being how old the song is, too. Still, I'm going to say a kick-ass song to this day. Absolutely. Uh, So that's my number three, actually. Damn. Well, Gomez, had it been your number two, we would have had a bingo because Magic Man is my track, too. But we have a trifecta. We agree. hundred (laughs) percent. Sorry. I'll tell you, I I flip flopped my number two to my number three. (laughs) What did I tell you about Gomezing the playlist? No, 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 no. I didn't do it tonight. I did it yesterday. Ah, Oh, oh, so that's two gun. trifectas already? Two trifectas. trifectas. Tr- try yeah. to understand. Try to understand. <laughs> oh, God. Try not to understand. Try, try, try to understand. 
Anyway, the verses in that song are very sultry. Mm-hmm. Like this is Anne's sweet voice in the in the verse, and then she amps it up for the chorus. So that kind of black and white to color transition in her vocal delivery, I think, is something that really needs to get highlighted in this song. Lance, I think you said a lot of great stuff, and in my notes here, I literally wrote the version you need to listen to is the album version. Mm-hmm. It's two minutes longer than the radio version. And the radio version to me feels like lesser of a song because of it. You need those extra solos. That's what this song is about. The album version. It's five and a half minutes of heart perfection. Yep. I want to give a shout out to Patreon playlister Brad, as well as on Twitter to the house of Smitty podcast and the new reviews who also chimed in with this, our second trifecta of the night magic man. And with that Gomez, we are back to you to hear what song killed this bingo i don't want to mention it anymore i'm gonna go i just want to go in the corner go to white castle you know what yeah exactly i might have to after this one crave case i crave case for me i don't care about you guys (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna need it after this probably playlist now i went with these dreams i truly always loved this song probably when i first heard of heart this is the one song i connected to pretty quick uh i do love that low sound coming in and she belts out these dreams during the middle. And this song was actually, um, the song was dedicated to Sharon Hess, who's a good friend of Nancy Wilson who died of leukemia. So it was like a kind of like a tribute song for her. So it's truly an awesome song. I loved it. I am usually a sucker for these, I don't know, tear jerker songs, I guess, but I didn't want to put it anywhere lower because I, there was a lot of other great songs that I picked. So for me, These Dreams is my number track, too. Well, look, Gomez, I mean, when you get a singer songwriter like Martin Page, who wrote We Built This City and King of Wishful Thinking, and you combine him with Bernie Taupin, which was mm-hmm. Elton John's collaborator, you get a yeah. song like this. You're sitting here going, woe is me with this song. And I'm sitting here going, oh, shit, he's going to win again because he's going with the 80s because this song did not make my playlist. I am not the largest fan of the soft rock era of heart which i would call the later 80s there are some gems sprinkled on those albums but there's a part of heart that i truly enjoy like i did with fleetwood mac and it's kind of more the rock end of things Mm -hmm. but i don't mind this song this song is ridiculously catchy it's ridiculously well written but it wasn't written by heart so i kind of use that as a except for the cover songs that i have sprinkled in my playlist later on (laughs) this one i just was a little disenfranchised of because if you listen to their catalog kind of start to finish, you could definitely tell a very hard pivot mm-hmm. on this self-titled hard album. Yep. And it was a little jarring to me because I grew up with another album that introduced me to heart. And I'll talk about that later on. So it was strange for me. I don't hate it in any way, shape or form, but my playlist doesn't consist of that. And I think that's going to, probably be an issue like the way you won Fleetwood Mac. But Lance, I'll be curious where you stand on this one. Mr. Trifecta Breaker here. Uh you I you, Brian, Trifecta Breaker, I have it at number nine. So you're wow, right. It okay. Was, it one thing that you didn't mention is that it was their first number one hit, believe it or not. These Dreams was their first number one hit. And as we mentioned in the record store when we covered The Road Home, shout out to X Radio X that said that about The Road Home. And I'm not below, I'm not above pandering for that vote. 
but this song was actually written for Stevie Nicks and she passed on it and Hart grabbed it. So Nancy singing lead, which you mentioned, she had a cold when she sang the song and the record company loved the way it sounded. So they wanted her going forward. They wanted her to always try to recreate the fact that, that she had a cold when she sang it because she sounded so great. She was like touching doorknobs and like, you know, like trying to get sick. <laughs> yeah. like, Can you get you sick know, again, by the way? Um, I There definitely is that stark difference between the hard rock and early years of heart. And then when they went a little more, I guess you could say commercial or, you know, more radio friendly. I didn't have a problem with that. And so I liked both, you know, both kind of genres, I guess, of Hart's career. So I have these dreams at number nine. Love that song, too. All right. So I take the proverbial playlist wars axe and chop a trifecta there. But that's good. That's what these that's what this thing's about. We need variety. here. Yep. So moving on to track three, Lance, you had Barracuda. Yep. Gomez, you had Magic Man. So we're on the my track three. And I'm going back again. I'm going back to Little Queen. And I'm going with the title track, Little Queen. It reached number 62 on the Billboard Hot 100. And the reason I chose this song is I feel like it's one of the band's most underrated hits in their discography. Because even though it appears on several of their greatest hits albums, as well as that Strange Euphoria box that I talked about earlier, it's not talked about with the reverence that Barracuda or Magic Man is. And I think it's a total shame. And the song was played constantly during 1977 to 1980. And then it just died up until 2007 when they dusted it off, as well as on their 2019 Love Alive tour when they brought it back again. Hopefully it continues to be a part of their live repertoire when they tour again, because I feel like this is classic heart right here. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing song. My track three, Little Queen. Amazing song, but I do not have it. And like you said, I think it became a victim of just vanishing basically off the radio. It did get that initial airplay and, and it was on the radio, but then it just vanished. And so it doesn't, it's not thought of in the same way as magic man, Barracuda crazy on you, the biggest hits love the song, but did not make my list. Probably a victim of just forgetting about it for the most part, compared to some of the other stuff. I did not make my list either, Brian. All right. Well, Moving on to track four, Lance, what do you got for us? All right. So ironically, my track four followed my track three on the Little Queen album. It is Love Alive. So the acoustic open to it, it highlights the picking of the guitar picking from Nancy. Uh, mellow and vocals at first you get you're thinking going into it that it's a ballad and then the music just kicks in about halfway through they keep the acoustic in it as well but they go hard electric at that point and unleashes the vocals i love the chorus i love the flute it was not released as a single it's just a little bit of a deep cut it's a classic deep cut but not too deep i don't think it was too deep i think a lot of people know this song i just love the way it goes back and forth between acoustic and rocking it shows hearts great just amazing versatility so i've got keep your love alive at number four uh, another great pick actually do i have that no i do not I thought I did. Um, for some reason, I thought it was, but it was a wrong, wrong song. It's a great pick. I thought it was. I, I might have had it and I might have switched it out. But great pick on that song. And because I already touched the Little Queen album twice with Barracuda and Little Queen, it didn't make my list because I, I just there was way too much to choose from to go back to one album three times. So it is literally just a victim of that. It's a fantastic song, but didn't make mine either. Gomez, track four. So track four, I just pulled the Gomez right now. I, I, I literally changed it to something a little bit more edgier from Heart. Oh. Uh, if Looks Could Kill off the Heart album. It was their fifth single off that album. 
And it was something that was a little different, though. It was more aggressive and a real, like, hard rock. It was something about a, confronting a cheating lover, which that's happened to me when I was younger. Confronted my ex-girlfriend who cheated on me with one of my good friends. Thank God it wasn't Brian. I was about to say, not <laughs> it. It, was, it wasn't Brian because yeah, he already graduated. I'm all the way in Chicago, so not it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got ultimate deep dish pizzas in Chicago, that's though. I true. Want. But he doesn't have Crave cases. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they oh, do. Okay. Well, yeah, uh, we have I don't White know. Castle I just, here. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I thought it was this a episode sponsored by White Castle. <laughs> White Castle. Remember, we're two from Jersey, one from Chicago. We we love crate cases without pickles, though, for me. <laughs> and cheese. Oh, <laughs> I gotta unfriend. Have the cheese on unfriend. <laughs> I gotta have the cheese. But um, you know, it's truly uh, was a truly good hard rock song for them. So for me, track four, if looks could kill. I'm gonna. Just put this out there. Nothing from the self-titled Heart album made my list, and it's wow. not because I don't like it. It just fell victim to what I resonated with in creating this playlist tonight. But I do want to give a shout out to Patreon playlisters Philip and Anthony who chimed in with "If Looks Could Kill" because, yeah, I mean, dude, obviously people agree with it. But again, I leaned hard into the rock side of things, so even "If Looks Could Kill." was a little on the poppier end of hard rock. It's a contender for my honorable mention tonight. I can tell you that right now. I don't have it, but I think it falls victim to what you said before, Brian, about the fact that I didn't want to choose so many songs from this one album because I have numerous songs from the heart from the self-titled. So love the song, but didn't quite make it just based on the other volume of songs that I've already picked from that album. All right. All right. And moving on to my track four, I am going to go to the 80s heart now, but I'm not going to go where people think. And this is where I go deep and I either win <laughs> votes or lose votes. Lose, lose. I'm going to go back to 1983's Passion Works. Mm. And I'm going to go with How Can I Refuse? The song reached number 44 on the Billboard Hot 100 and it topped the top rock tracks chart. But when people think of 1980s heart, I know they're not going to this song. They're going to these dreams. Never. What about love? If mm -hmm. looks could kill. And I get it. This album underperformed and they switched labels after this album to do the self-titled hard album. And the fact that it underperformed, the album kind of fell off the band's radar, which I think is a shame because this is a great eighties rock track. And I think the other albums kind of, dive more into that AOR territory. So I feel like this was the pivot point for heart. And I definitely wanted to focus on this album because I have a feeling that I might be the only one doing it, but I do want to give a shout out on Twitter to Jeff Scoble who chimed in with this overlooked tune from deep in their catalog, even though it was nearly a top 40 hit. Most people don't even know the song. My track four. how can I refuse? In my contention of honorables, for sure, but did not make the top 10. Great song, great album, real underrated album, actually. That was when they were kind of in that little bit of a lull, you know, in between the first three, except for Magazine was kind of a weird one, but the first three or four albums, and then they kind of dipped a little bit, was from that era. There's definitely some great material in those in those albums, too. So did not quite make, make top 10, though. Unfortunately, I had to refuse because it didn't make my top 10 either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it didn't make mine. Uh, it's How a could great, you? Another, well, it's really simple. I, I couldn't pick it. <laughs> <laughs> I went somewhere else with mine. It's a really great song, though, Brian. I uh, wish I picked it, but it could be an honorable mention for me, though. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those. I had a feeling as soon as I said Passion Works, I was going to get a lot of like, whoa, because it's one of those albums that it's hard to find. Even if you go to a yep. record store and you look at hard albums, you're not seeing copies of Passion Works. Mm-mm. And nope. it's a shame because it is a great album, mm-hmm. but the way music was pivoting at the time, it kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, which was a shame because there's a lot of great music on it. Yep. But moving right along at the halfway part here, track five, Lance, what do you got for us? You just actually teased it. So I'm going with Never from 1985 self-titled. This was a hit machine album. This was a big comeback. It was their eighth album. Capitol Records totally got behind them, glammed them up. Um, Never was the second single from the album. Anne and Nancy wrote it with their longtime friend Sue Ennis, but they also used Holly Knight and Gene Block, who I don't know who they are. You probably will tell me. Hit number four on Billboard. You can definitely hear the more pop influence here, but I'm more than okay with it. I loved, like we were saying before, I loved the hard rock and the pop version of what Hart has put out and given to us. I thought it retained the edge of some of the early hard rock classics, um, represented their evolution, represented Anna and Nancy's revolution, or evolution rather. A light bluesiness to it, which I feel was Nancy's uh, contribution. I can just hear the never chorus live, just the crowd sing along to it. So, and then finally, last thing I got to say about that hard album is that that cover must be about the most eighties things you'll ever see with all the <laughs> hairspray on everybody, the hairspray and the big hair on the men and the women. So the but ozone never, layer was yes. destroyed because of that cover. Yep. Probably. So <laughs> never as an easy number five pick for me. Wow. I totally forgot about that song off my playlist. I'm ashamed, especially eighties guy. Great song that, that that might now be my new number one for honorable mentions right now because I love that song. And like you said, you could hear people belting that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, totally forgot about that song. Yeah. And once again, I'm shooting myself in the 80s foot here by not including it, but it's a great song. I do enjoy this song a lot. And it's just one of those when you hear where I go with the rest of my playlist, you'll understand. But I want to give a shout out to X Radio X. It's hard to find this version, but if you get the Japanese edition of The Road Home, (laughs) oh my God, you could get an acoustic version of this that I actually enjoy more than the studio one, but it's very hard to find. So, unless you live in Japan, then it's very easy to find. But regardless, did not make my list, but it takes nothing away from the song. Gomez, track five. So, track five, Brian, you know, I know you love covers, and hearing this one cover come out of heart was unreal. And it was Stairway to Heaven live at the Kennedy Center. Oh, yeah. I played this about five times actually today at work, (laughs) and they were like, why are you playing this? Because I go, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Listen to her belt out the words to freaking Stairway to Heaven. This is probably one of the hardest songs, I think to even sing truly an amazing song. The live version mm-hmm. is so awesome. It, like I said, I heard it five times at work today. So that just shows you how good it is. So track five stairway to heaven live at the Kennedy center. Gomez. Not only is that a great live performance, I will go on record saying it's one of the greatest live music performances of all time. Mm-hmm. In my humble opinion. That is my track 10. Oh, between the gospel choir to Jason Bonham, John Bonham's son on drums and flawless vocal performance. This is a masterpiece. If you can bring Robert Plant to tears, you win full stop. 
Shout out on Twitter to Zach Deuce, who also chimed in with this timeless performance. If you want to find this song on CD, CD nerds out there, there is one disc you can actually find it on. Came out in 2014. It's a four CD compilation called the Box Set Series. And the last song on the box set is the Kennedy Center Stairway to Heaven performance. Of course, I own the, the box set, but regardless, my track 10, Stairway to Heaven, live from the 2012 Kennedy Center Honors. Ding, ding, ding. It's my number six. Um, All right. It is so emotional. Uh, and I think more than just about anything else that they've done, it shows just how influential Led Zeppelin is on these two ladies. Um, the tears, like you mentioned, Brian, the tears and seeing the smiles and the way Jimmy Page is like nodding along as it's going. Just everything about it is just gives me chills every time. And I watching it on YouTube eight million times, I get emotional <laughs> watching it, you know, because it's just that powerful. That song, Stairway to Heaven, could the argument could be made. It's the, you know, the number one song on any countdown as far as any classic rock. You know, when they do the Labor Day weekend, they count down 500 playlist songs. That song is in the team photo for the top song and they more than do it justice. So just an amazing, I couldn't go with it. Number one, although it is just a masterpiece, I couldn't go with it. Number one, cause it's not an original. I mean, it's kind of a, an asterisk for me. I, I had to you know, not go with a cover as higher up on the list, but I absolutely love Hart's version of Stairway to Heaven. Absolutely. Number six. All right. And that's a fantastic trifecta to have. I'm very happy to see that. And it's an all over different places on our playlist, which I think is pretty cool as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of where you factor it in. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to my track five, I'm going back to 1978's Dog and Butterfly. And I'm going with Straight On. Reached number 15 on the Billboard Hot 100. And the reason I chose this song was... The mix of the funky, almost dance-esque bass line mm -hmm. that's layered under this mid-tempo hard rock track. So to me, on my playlist, it stands out because of the fact that it's kind of dancey, but still a rock song. And I get to drop one of Gomez's favorite references of all time. You can't. You can't. That's my <laughs> reference. Okay, well, then you just say it. Okay. Grand Theft Auto 4 on yeah. the Liberty Rock Radio 97.8. So a picture you driving along with a heart song and you're shooting somebody. Uh -huh. I think that's only a video game, but it's really great song, Brian. It, yes, it is. In It's been a while since I said Grand Theft Auto, too, because a lot of the songs I picked has not been on Grand Theft Auto. So this was like awesome. But it did not make my list, though. It was oh, a great I thought series. it was a shoe in just no. because of the Grand Theft Auto tie-in. Damn. No, because no, I actually went, you're going to be surprised with my back half of the track because I picked a couple different songs and you might be a little stunned or surprised. All right. Well, I do want to give a shout out on Twitter again to the new reviews who also chimed in with this one. Lance, do you and I have a crossover with Straight On? We do not. Uh, oh. It was in my second 10 as I was compiling my list. It was in my second 10, but could not crack the top 10. Love the song. Love, you know, the, like you said, kind of the bluesy feel to it and mm -hmm. the beat to it, but couldn't quite knock out anything from my 10. All right. Well, we're flipping that heart album over. Lance, you started your side B with Stairway to Heaven live from the Kennedy Center in 2012. Gomez, track six. So track six, I think this might be their shortest song in any album but i went with beautiful broken really yes wow that's a deep cut very deep cut yep i also will say nancy wilson brought in probably one of my favorite frontman singers james hetfield from metallica to sing this song with them 
-hmm. And their version, I think was 2000. 12 or 2013 it came out don't quote me on it but I can't technically remember. both it was it was okay, a bonus was... track on the 2012 best buy version of the fanatic cd and then okay. they put out the beautiful broken album a few years later with it on there as well okay so. I, I i wasn't sure that's why i was like it's a technicality but james was a real old, uh, old friend of uh nancy's husband the heart guitarist and they brought him in he rocked it out with them he loved it he said let's put it out and that's what they did and I truly love the song. It was just a true rock out, awesome, quick song. It was just perfect. Well, unfortunately, that did not make my list, but I do love that song. I hope that's not their swan song album because the beautiful broken album, while it's really fun, it is a lot of different deep cuts that they kind of re-recorded and redid. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more original material from them. So I hope that's not their last album because I the sisters Wilson have a lot more music to put out. I believe in my heart of hearts and my heart of hearts would be beautifully broken if they didn't put out oh, another. Album. Oh, this gets worse. It uh, does. It really it's does. It's getting worse and worse by the minute. I will briefly say it did not make my top 10, but like you said, Brian, they need to get back together. They need to mend the fences. They need to put behind them the, the anguish and the, you know, whatever the feud is between them about the, Anne's husband and getting in trouble with Nancy's kids and all the nonsense. But man, there is so much more music that they're wasting so much time. They're both putting out solo stuff, you know, and while it's okay, I'd much rather have heart albums. So long story short, it did not make my list, sir. All right. Moving on to my track six, I'm going to go back to the eighties for this. And this is the song that introduced me to heart and it's from 1980s, baby Lestrange. And I'm going with, Believe it or not, the song that started Side B on that album, Even It Up. The song reached number 33 on the Billboard Hot 100. And like I said, it's the first song I ever heard by heart. My parents bought the album and they played this song nonstop. So along with the Cars and Huey Lewis in the News, Heart was one of my first real musical memories. And that's this song. So there was no way this playlist was getting created without it. Now, a cover version, while not necessarily a cover... Nancy Wilson reimagined the track with the band Roadcase Royale, which also featured Liv Warfield from Prince's New Power Generation on their 2017 First Things First album. And they do this kind of like swamp rocky halftime version of the song. It's really, really good. But obviously it's not the original. And a shout out on Twitter to Zach Deuce, who chimed in with this one as well. My track six, even it up. Great song. It just did not make my list again. It's my number 12. <laughs> so it's just oh, in the team photo to almost be there. So it's so close. Um, I love this song, but again, there was just so much to choose from. Such a wealth of material from the Will Sounds that uh, it just could not make my top 10. But in the team photo, for sure, for my honorable tonight. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that being said, Lance, track seven, what do you got for us? Seven. We're going back to live stuff, and it is Mistral, Mistral Wind. Uh, it sounds at the beginning like it's an out-of-tune acoustic guitar, and I think it's it's done for effect. It's done on purpose. I don't know enough about guitar playing to to tell you what that effect is, but it sounds out of tune, but it's not. It's from originally from 1978's Dog and Butterfly, fourth album. Just a very low-key open, very slow build, but then... When the drums kick in, it just goes insane. And the live version is Ann Wilson letting loose like at her absolute most feral best. 
Uh, Mistral wind is a cold northwesterly wind, which you think is, you know, they're from Seattle, so you figure it's from there, but it's actually a French term. Uh, the long instrumental finish, I love it. It just, it never goes back. Uh, it just stays hard rocking. The live version is, all, there's many versions of, all over YouTube. I'm sure you guys can figure out or tell me what album it's on, but I, I've seen it on YouTube a number of times. Um, it's just a jam. It just elevates a great studio song into a masterpiece by doing it live. So it calls into play how the Wilsons are always talking about like Renaissance fair type stuff and animals in songs and now sailing in this song. So just, I love the ferocity that Anne sings this with. So just the great chemistry. Again, I mentioned it. The chemistry is just untouchable between Anne and Nancy. And this song makes me want to see them mend their bridges even more. So Mistral Wind live at number seven. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Awesome pick. It's just another song that just did not make my list, but a great tune. Mm -hmm. Fantastic tune. I actually will admit I like the live version more. I think there's just something a little extra in it. Not that I dislike the version on Dog and Butterfly by any means, but I feel like when they play it live, they just bring a little something extra. Yeah. I love the pick, but it did not make my list. Gomez, track seven. So track seven, again, like I said, um, I don't know if it's a deep cut, but I actually love it. Sing Child. Hmm. Yeah, I know. I went off a little off wall here a little bit. Truly love the guitar opening in this song. It's really good. It's a strong song. But I also, what intrigued me was the flute in the middle of the song. It was different. You don't hear that. Unless and, you're Jethro Tull. <laughs> well, yeah, if, besides that. But it was just amazing how it sounded. And I loved it. So my track seven, Sing Child. I already hit up Dreamboat Annie twice. I couldn't go back a third time, but if I did, this would definitely be in contention for it. It's a great song. I yeah, love great it, it song. Make my list. And I love the way Anne is just kind of all over the place, like almost jazzy in the quality that she brings to that song. So it did not make my list either, but absolutely love the song as well. All right. Moving on to my track seven. I'm going back to 1978 to the much maligned and oft talk about in a negative way magazine it's the album the last album that they recorded for mushroom records and because of a dispute they recorded it in 76 but it never saw the light of day until 78 album is mm, at short. best however <laughs> it's short <laughs> it, it's really short yeah. yeah but it did produce one of my favorite songs and that is heartless mm -hmm. it's a straight ahead no frills blues rock tune amazing vocals with Anne. Hasn't been played live since 2016, but I'm hoping it gets dusted off on the next go around because it's truly classic heart, heartless. My track seven. Great song. It didn't make my list either, though. Did not make mine. But again, in my teen, it's in the teens on my list. So it's in the in the running for my honorable tonight. So I do. Like you said, there's not a ton to reflect on on that album, but that song is one of them for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, Lance, we are on to your track eight. So cheesy, yes, and gloriously so. It is all I want to do is make love to you from, and neither one of you, let me just make that clear. Uh, it's just the name <laughs> of the song. That's all it is. From their 10th album, Brigade, in 1990, continued the trend of them doing songs that others had written, or covers, if you want to call them that. Mutt Lang was the guy who wrote this one. Yeah, like I said, gloriously cheesy, but hits number two on Billboard. Story of a woman who seduces a hitchhiker to get her pregnant because her man can't get her pregnant. So... Anne says that they hated this song. 
The weird thing about it is it was supposedly written for Don Henley, who passed on it. I cannot hear Don Henley doing that song in any circumstances. I don't want to hear Don Henley right? doing exactly. that song. I don't think so anybody wants to hear Don hear Henley. It. So Don Henley passed on it. And once again, Hart swoops in to make the save and makes a killer out of this song. So I'm a sucker for a power ballad, and I get why people hate it. I get why they hate it, but I just totally disagree. I have no problem with the message, the story it tells. Times change. That's the way it is. I like the story of the tables turning. The woman is the predatory character in the song. The lyrics definitely more tame considering in 2022, but definitely risque in 1990. I actually heard this song at work recently. I'm like, should they be playing this at work where there are customers? <laughs> but all I want to do is make love to you is my number eight and gloriously so. Wow. Um, well, unfortunately, <laughs> I definitely do not want to make love to any of you guys, but another great song. Wow. Um, thank you for the offer, though, Lance. Great song. It, it would have been my number 13 on my list, but truly a great song, though. Uh-huh. Did not make my list. If I was going to pick anything from the Brigade album, I would have went with I Didn't Want to Need You. Mm-hmm. That one was, I was praying one of you guys picked that tonight. Because had you picked it, that was my honorable mention. That was a song that I literally was bouncing back and forth with How Can I Refuse up until we recorded. So I do like the Brigade album. I feel like that was kind of veering a little bit away from the, you know, it's kind of split down the middle. Mm-hmm. A little bit of the AOR stuff and a little bit of what Hart is known for kind of combined together. I felt like they really got it right on that album mm-hmm. uh, as much as people love bad animals and the self-titled one, but that one did not make my list. Gomez track eight. So track eight, I went with one of their hits and it's what about love? What about it? Love is great. That's all I could say. <laughs> you know, it's one of their iconic songs too. Um, if you think about it, I think it peaked number 10 in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. It was played a lot on MTV at that time. It was a power ballad song and truly a great one for me. Brings back those 80s memories, man. <laughs> I could say that. Truly a great song. Love how she sings this song. It's just phenomenal. And uh, so track eight, what about love? After he wanted to make love with us over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. I love this song more than... All I want to do is make love to you. It did not make my list again. I like it a hell of a lot more than the original, which was done by Toronto mm-hmm. a few years earlier. This is one of the best pop heart songs. I also love the fact that Grace Slick and Mickey Thomas from Starship mm-hmm. are providing background vocals in it, which I think is really cool. It's a great song. I only have one song left. Actually, now that I'm looking at the charts here, we all only have one song left. And I'm going to wager a strong guess that it's a trifecta, but did not make my list. Gomez and I have a track nine and Lance has a track 10. So as we move along in chronological, the way we go down this list, Gomez, you are up for your track nine. So, wow, I wasn't expecting to go first this time, but it's okay. Track nine. I went with Alone, live from AC. Uh, Again, I actually loved that live album a lot. I I know I chose a couple off that album, (laughs) you know, the live uh, Atlantic City album. It was just another one of their great songs I remember and just brings some memories back of my young, 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 young ages ago. 
but another strong power ballad and really good to hear live. So I chose Alone, Live AC. All right. Well, my track nine is also Alone. Ooh. But I'm going with a different live version, and I'm going off of their 1995 album, The Road Alone. The original studio version from 87's Bad Animals reached number one. It's one of the biggest signature hits. Most people don't even realize it's a cover. I-10 on their 1983 album, Taking a Cold Look, originally recorded this song. Go back and listen to it. It's a heart song. I'm sorry. Heart made it their own. And on the Road Home version, they upped the ante because they stripped the song down to its acoustic bass line. And then they added a symphony to take it over the top. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this acoustic version, but the symphony brings the heft as opposed to the sheen and distorted guitars of the original power ballad, which I still love. It's one of my favorite power ballads of the 80s. And look, on the version on the road home, John Paul Jones from Zeppelin, again, another Zeppelin reference. He produced this album. Yep. And it's truly one of the best from the decade. It should be included in conversations with Nirvana and Alice in Chains albums. I want to give a shout out to Patreon playlister Eric Chael, as well as on Twitter to Patio Slave, our good friends at the Patio Slave podcast, the new reviews, Mike Mott and Morty the Mortician, who all chimed in with this masterpiece. And gentlemen, I have a cover version, like no cover version, ever cover versioned before. (laughs) Believe it or not, this cover version is so notable. It came out prior to Hart's version. In 1984, John Stamos, <laughs> yes, Uncle Jesse, and Valerie Stevenson covered the song for the CBS sitcom Dreams. We're going to embed this gem of a video at Playlist Wars Podcast just so you could see it for yourself. But please, no threats to the show after viewing it. Was there a mullet involved? <laughs> oh, it's mullet glory. It is, it is glorious. <laughs> it makes the mullet in Full House Look unmullety. There you go. Alone is definitely, um, it's up there for me too. It did not make my list, but it's up there. Whoa! Oh my God. Shocking. But what I will say is it'll, well, let's, uh, we'll save the honorables, what I got to say about it in the honorables. So, but no, it did not make my 10. Just, just missed the cut. All right. Well then let's hear what you're, what you're closing with now. Now I'm like dying to know. I just, you know, this is so anticlimactic because you were on such a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you, but what about love is my number 10. You were rolling. So I didn't want to interrupt (laughs) you to say that I had it, but yeah. What about love? The, the Toronto cover, you know, like who's ever heard of Toronto for crying out loud. But (laughs) once again, heart, I said it before they swoop in to grab this great song. It hits number 10. It established them as just a complete power ballad capable band, you know, so just another great power ballad from them. So I agree with you guys on what about love. So that's my number 10. Sorry to make it anticlimactic, but Brian, you were on such a roll. I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. I forgot to ask if you picked it. That totally. I screwed this up. I take full blame. I will deduct one vote from my list for the mishap. I'll take it. it. And I just voted for myself. So I'm even now. (laughs) (laughs) I Sorry went on about an that, asterisk. Lance. I went on an asterisk then. <laughs> well, that makes a crossover for What About Love and a crossover for Alone. I'm shocked, but really awesome. We have three very different heart playlists here. And now is the time where we're going to get to pick 
our honorable mention songs. Lance, our esteemed guest, why don't you start? All right. So I am going with Alone. That was my number 11 that I didn't Gomez my list, but it came off at the very last <laughs> second. It was in the 10 and it, it fell out. So it has to be Alone. But I will say you guys both referenced live versions. I just love the studio. I mean, there's nothing to be said bad about any of the three. But I just love the original on Alone. So Alone is definitely my honorable tonight, guys. Uh, my honorable mention, I'll tell you. Brian, you had a great one on How Can I Refuse. And Lance had another great one with Never. So the tipping of the cap will go off to Lance with Never. Woohoo! All right. And I guess I'm going to have to tip my cap to both of you gentlemen. And I'm going to make an honorary trifecta out of What About Love. There we go. So now we have three actual trifectas in Barracuda, Magic Man, and Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. and two honorary trifectas in Alone and What About Love. But now's the time for us to reveal our heart playlists in its entirety so people can hear our vision of the perfect heart playlist. Lance? I will start us off at number one is Crazy on You, number two is Magic Man, number three is Barracuda. Four is Keep Your Love Alive. Number five is Never. Number six is, of course, Stairway to Heaven Live, the uh, Kennedy Honors version. Uh, number seven is Mistral Wind Live. Number eight is All I Want to Do is Not Make Love to Either of You Two, but to one of the Heart <laughs> Sisters, maybe. Uh, number nine is These Dreams. And number 10 is What About Love? And my honorable is Alone, and I'm going with the studio version of it because it's an absolute classic. Don't have anything against the live versions. Love those too, but the studio is a classic for me. So Alone is my honorable. Cool, cool. So my track one is Rock and Roll, uh, Live in Atlantic City with Gretchen Wilson. Track two, These Dreams. Track three, Magic Man. Track four, If Looks Could Kill. Track five, Stairway to Heaven Live at Kennedy Center. Track six, Beautiful Broken with James Hetfield. Track seven, Sing Child. Track eight, What About Love? Track nine, Alone, Live in Atlantic City. Track 10, Barracuda, Live in Atlantic City. And my honorable mention is Never. All right, and I started off with track one, Barracuda. Track two, Magic Man. Track three, Little Queen. Track four, How Can I Refuse? Track five, Straight On. Track six, Even It Up. Track seven, Heartless. Track eight, Crazy on You. Track nine, Alone, Live from the Road Home. And track 10, Stairway to Heaven, Live from the Kennedy Center. With my honorable mention, What About Love? Lance, before we close up shop for the evening, first off, thank you so much for being on again. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Why don't you tell people where they can find you, your book, All the Right Notes, as well as your podcast, The Record Store. Okay. So you can find me on Twitter. It's at ChocolatierLL. I used to work for Godiva. That's an inside joke. The book is All the Right Notes. It is my life's work, my life's passion, which is rock and roll music. Uh, It's on Amazon. It's All the Right Notes. Lance Levine is the author's name. It is L-E capital V-I-N-E because, you know, I'm classy like that. Uh, You can find it on Amazon. If you're in Chicago, you can find it at Rolling Stone Records, too. You can, of course, listen to the record store. We come out two, three times a month. Uh, It's on all podcast platforms. You could just look up the record store, Lance Levine, and you'll find it. We do all kinds of bands, Tom Petty, Pretenders, Heart, all kinds of cool stuff. All the music that these guys talk about, same type of stuff we talk about there. 
you can find me there. And I'm just glad, Brian, I want to say really quickly, I'm glad that you did not compile your list by picking the every other album and going with the third song with a second consonant and a third vowel. And that's, you know, whatever your formula is that you normally go with, you went with a pretty straightforward list this time. So congratulations, dude. Thank, thank you. Thank God. You. Oh, should have seen the last episode. My God. <laughs> hey, I don't judge y'all for how you craft your playlist. We all have our own and mine is rooted in nerddom. And I am very proud of that. Nerddom. Actually, thank you. No, 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 no. You did crap on mine. No. Well, that's what we yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, playlisters. Now we turn it over to you. Head over to playlistwarspodcast.com, visit our heart page, and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. So in that case, then I will say this. Why don't you also jump on patreon.com slash playlistwars and maybe join us for an episode or a quick episode with an LP. Check that out too. But I also want to thank Lance uh, coming on, uh, a true awesome author of all the right notes hosting the record store podcast. Check him out on every site that he's on with us. Actually, Brian right hand, man. Can't thank you enough. How you make this show run. So awesome. Except for totally screwing up tonight and uh, cutting Lance oh. off of his track 10. There. Sorry, bud. <laughs> but other yeah, than that, yeah, that, but other than that, I'm okay. Other than, you're awesome. So I can't thank you enough. Lance again. Thank you for jumping. Absolutely. On Love being on guys. And to the playlisters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for, making us who we are right now. We have been enjoying everybody's chimes, notes, everything. So just keep a lookout when we're going to do another battle soon. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast, on email at playlistwars at gmail.com or via voicemail at 201-644-6498. That's 201-644-6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.